This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Oh, locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. But as a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, and we have in the studio Automatic Andy, who's the clapper. I just, and I like it. It makes it, it just adds a layer of depth. Yes, it a jam, a layer of jam, and uh, Truck Girl Jen. Who? Good morning. She adds a layer of depth, too. Hi, Jen. Hi. Um, <coughs> automatic Andy, I was like, are we ready to go? And he says, I'm I'm applying jams and jellies before I get out of the house. Yeah, there's. it takes, you, you'd think you just wake up handsome like this and can go, uh, you know, but sometimes it's harder to do, just go. Do you apply jams and jellies before you leave the house, truck girl, Jen? Jams and jellies. Yeah, yeah. you know, like lotions, condiments. Oh, well, yeah. Do I look? Amazing or what? Yes, yeah. you do. Okay, there you go. Yeah, but you, do. <laughs> you don't wake up looking like that, right? No, no, no. See, I do. I just like fall out of bed. Yeah, like, that. yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I take the cucumbers off my eyes, wipe the yogurt off my face, and this is what you get. I saw Nick this morning at like three in the morning. Uh, we had a timed bathroom break, and he looked like he's ready for we a photo shoot. Bathroom break. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I come out of the bedroom, go make coffee, and and Andy's taking a waking up to you know go to the bathroom. I see him come out of his room. He's not lying. He really does wake up like that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Every it's a morning. dog. Look, look. <laughs> yeah, but every morning. But I'm up at three, and 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 Andy's like his alarm goes off, and he puts his clothes on and walks out the door for work. Yeah, I do. Sometimes <laughs> minimal clothes. Did, but did I've you see what shirt he's wearing today? I have to say, I'm extremely jealous. Yeah, he. Yeah, you look good. I mean, it's just a Saturday morning. Mr. I got my McLaren. McLaren shirt on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no big deal. We're going to have to call Roger. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I just jumped from luxury I have, to luxury. So <laughs> I have so much automotive wear in my uh, closet, in my drawers. In my drawers. And um, <laughs> and there's a joke in there somewhere. Mm. And uh, I uh, there's a list that appeared online written by a couple of automotive journalists talking about the inappropriate things to do about automotive vehicle launches. And one of the things they talked about was wearing automotive swag to automotive oh. vehicle launches. And yeah. It's like a faux pas. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't wear stuff, especially from other automakers. Yeah. That's... Like you wouldn't wear a Rolls Royce hat to the launch of a Mazda. That would be <laughs> rude. That's bad. Yeah. Rude.com. That is pretty bad for him. Um, but then there's these guys that show up to the launch of a BMW. With a BMW jacket on, and that's like sucky. That's like, right. Like that's goofy. that's supportive. Yeah, well, but no, yeah. it's like it's like, hey, I'm your friend. Can I sit at the table with the president? Ooh, I like you. Yeah, I mean, oh. could you could, could you imagine like the Rolling Stones coming out and they're all wearing their own Rolling Stones like big mouth shirt? Yeah, that looks stupid. Yeah, see, he nailed it. You got it. I mean, it's it's just too sucky yuppy, yeah. Is that a word? No, no we just it made is. it up. It's, it's a Nick word. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's rude. It's just gross. You look, I feel like you look kind of like a clown. 
It's super brown nosy. Well, yeah. okay, I you know I've gone to just a couple lunches or whatever, but I tell you, I dressed up and I got there and I'm like, why is everybody in jeans and a t-shirt? <laughs> hey, you know yeah, what's exactly. at the bar? They, you did the I'm old sure. school. People used to go to auto shows then on media days in shirts and ties. That it should be that way. And a lot of times I went to media events. It said jackets are required. You'd go to dinner. And the dinners would start at 7.30 with cocktails till 9. And then mm. the food would start. And you wouldn't get out till 1 in the morning. And then you'd be up at 6, 5 or 6 in the morning and test driving. I mean, it's there's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of work. I <laughs> yeah, mean, there's true. a lot of eating. There's And they it would be big and suave. And the hotels would be five-star. And you'd mm-hmm. have butlers running baths for you. And it was hoity-toity. And nowadays, you fly in, you get a car at the airport, you drive it for a couple of hours, you get you know a box of lunch, and you get back on, put your mask back on, and you're out. Uh, get out. Yeah, yeah, it's go home. I still um, like the old school dress up though. Yeah. Even no, where airplanes, nice. people used to dress up to go on airplanes. We what did. are you talking about? The 1930s, Jen? Oh my gosh. It was, I I remember hearing that it was more of an event. Like yeah. getting on the airplane was like, oh, this is a big deal, man. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are old. You well, old. I am getting older. Nick, I am pretty old. Um, I, I I went to two events this week. I went to the Mazda MX-30. We'll talk about the car in a second. And I went to the launch of the Ford Maverick. Now, both of these vehicles are under embargo for driving impressions. We can talk about the vehicle, but I can't tell you how it drove. So first of all, the Mazda. This vehicle starts, I think, around $36,000. It is eligible for federal uh, local state tax credits. It does 100 miles on a single charge. The, okay. Is that you're talking about the Maverick? No, the MX-30. Oh, the Mazda. okay. Right. So it does 100 miles on a single charge and starts at $36,000. And um, it uh, it comes, it's the Mazda's first electric vehicle. It's interesting because I would call them, being polite, it has coach doors. I think most of you would call it suicide doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it has a very small back seat and um, it's... They're not going to sell many, and they're just going to sell them in California. So it's kind of getting their toe wet. Man, I do like those kind of doors, though. You do? I do, too. They're, it's hard to get in, but you look so cool getting out. I like the old school cars, the Nashes, they have those. Yeah. 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 I, they're interesting doors, but I think they're more insurance than practical. Do you remember the Veloster? Oh, no, not remember. Yes. It's still yes. sold. It yeah. has one coach door on one side. I didn't know that, really. Yeah. The Hyundai Veloster has one one coach door on one side. Go ahead, Hyundai. Side. Yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing it for you. Huh, okay. Um, so the MX-30 is an interesting vehicle. Um, I think that we think it's more compliancy than it is anything else, but we'll be able to talk about driving dynamics because they didn't do the driving dynamics like anybody else did. And I flew from, that was in Orange County. I flew from Orange County and landed at 1 o'clock in the morning and mm. in Nashville. I was in Nashville. Tennessee. Oh, it's an interesting place. There's a lot of people who bedazzled their jeans in Nashville. Ooh, there's a lot of crystals. It's Ooh, the, there's a lot of crystals. It's the bedazzling capital of the world. There's some really good food in Nashville, by the way. I'm um, sure. Like, the food is off the hook. Um, as I don't know how many lessons know this, but I'm a vegan. And I have a app on my phone called Happy Cow. And so Happy Cow, yeah, Happy Cow is a really great app, and it shows you where there are restaurants that cater to my kind. 
and uh, there's only you, one kind yes, in there. So I'm accurate. sorry. So it, accurate. It, it, ca- yeah. it, it, ca- it caters to. It shows you whether it's all vegan, it does vegetarian options, or it does mixed. Um, and so I found it because my uh, business partner, who lives in Nashville, mm. uh, Mike Quidell, does not is is a meat eater, is a carnivore, or, or an omnivore. Um, he he wanted sushi and I wanted sushi. So we found this great restaurant. It was the mid, no middle of uh, you know, like the east side of Nashville. It's it was great to go out there mm. and find, but there's great food in Nashville. A lot of bedazzling. Anyway, the Ford Maverick event. Yeah. Uh, that truck is going to be a huge problem for Ford. They're going to sell so many of them. Oh, okay. So many of them. Got you. Here's the deal. Starts at under $20,000. When did you hear of a new truck starting at under $20,000? I haven't. Comes in a hybrid, does 40 miles a gallon. What? Yeah. Comes in all-wheel drive or front-wheel drive. They have done some some really cool things. So... You know, a lot of times people can't afford to buy $250 bike accessories to go mm. in the back of the truck. They have a barcode or a, a QR code in the back of the truck you can scan with your phone. It'll take you to videos to show you how to go to the hardware store and build things like bike racks for the back of your vehicle for 12 bucks. What? Hold on. So there's codes in the car yeah. for like life hacks for the yeah. car and how yes. to get by. Yeah, like how to do LED lights in the back of the vehicle to put them in yourself and how to wire them in the vehicle yourself um, and buy the stuff all online for as cheap as you can. Put them in. shows you how to do it. I feel like Ford is trying to empower the community and it makes me want to buy one. Right. They know that that's going to happen. They already have 100,000 pre-orders for this vehicle. Starts at 19. If you were to get the Lariat top trim with all the bells and whistles, with everything the truck comes with, tick every box coming from the dealer, you could not get this over $40,000. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what their mission statement is, right? Huh? Our mission is to strengthen communities and to help people... Uh, sorry, to help make people's lives better. Well, that's... That is their mission statement they, as a company. They did that with that little act right there. Payload, 1,500 pounds, and the gas, but there's a gas version as well. It will tow 4,000 pounds. Even the hybrid will tow 2,000 pounds. That's quite a bit. Yeah. I'm just saying, seating for five. Um, It's all that recycled stuff inside. Yeah, there's just a lot of good stories in that truck. That's I awesome. sit in it. I'm yeah. afraid though. It's, it looks. I, I might. I feel. Like Payload of fifteen fifteen hundred pounds. How much? Uh, how uh, much do you that's weigh? good. That's like three. Uh, that's like four or five of me. Yeah. It's good. It's great. See? Now we're good. You'll be fine. I'm not worried about Don't it. Don't panic. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be able to get in there. Fine. Yeah. Uh, there's no problem, honestly. And it starts at under twenty thousand dollars for the XL. And a lot of people want the base model because they want to do all these upgrades themselves. Yeah, right. Um, and LED lights, I mean, it comes with bells and whistles like you wouldn't believe. And it's capable. I Would mean, you spend super- your money on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm not spending any more money on cars. I yeah. bought that Ford Mark E GT. Oh, I'm so thankful that you did. I need to quit. I'm just, I just need to quit buying cars. Oh, the guy that's came, never going to stop. The guy came yeah. to my house. You're in to, the industry. The okay. guy came to buy my house to buy my Lexus GX. He goes, oh, you've got so many cars. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, you need to tell yourself <laughs> that in the mirror once a day. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> I feel, feel bad. 
So you want to come inside and see how many dogs I got? No. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get off. See, my bed, I can't even fit any more dogs on my bed. All right, coming up, pack show. Got tons of stuff for you. Stand by. More Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 on our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear past shows, see automotive videos, read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Annie and Truck Girl Jen are in the pits today. Running your own business requires a lot of running around, from bookkeeping to client meetings. You run it all. By the time you need to hire somebody, you're running out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit indeed.com slash credit. So, Andrew, uh, you put together a list about my brand new Ford Mark E GT. Is that true? Yeah, so when you were gone, I went and sat in it a whole bunch, oh, and I made my own go. list. So there's a probably, whole bunch. No, what does that mean? So I made a had a cut like I had lunch out there, oh. and then I had dinner, and then oh. I, I had to talk to one of my girlfriends oh. in the car. And then I, I'm sending it back. And then I played magic in it once. Oh. I, I laid in the back. <laughs> okay. And this is so. This is my subjective opinions and not the thoughts of our auto expert. Okay. Well, maybe. Go. Uh, the first thing I was impressed love, love, uh, from love? from a standstill. So from nothing, zero to sixty in three point eight. So you didn't just sit in it. Okay, go. I, I was trying to avoid that. Is that what you got? Three point eight. Well, just from it was me in it and lunch and yesterday's lunch and then and we just started from nothing. Because so I will tell you, I'm getting almost 0.4 seconds faster. Than yeah, that. it's realistic. Kay. It's closer to a 3.3. Okay. Um, there's 480 horses in it, and yeah. then it goes 300 miles from Plus the charge. Two days worth of lunch and two days worth of lunch. But the, yeah. all that did you did you see all the, that I put in a sentence? It goes zero to sixty in three point eight, 480 horsepower, yeah. and 300 miles on a charge in one sentence, Nick. Yeah. $7,500 federal tax credit. Yep. You save money. Yep. They're paying you. Yep. Four trims. Select California Route 1 yep. Premium and the GT, the one that you have, yeah. has everything. Yeah. There's I got the, the all-wheel drive and the extended battery, by the way. So, Although, how much does the GT start at? Uh, they start at $59,985. I can tell you, when you get the all-wheel drive and the extra ba battery and the performance package, yeah, forget that. Yours is close to having yeah. It has close to having another digit in there. Nick's yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Um, there is a secret one, Nick, that they were about to make, but I don't think they gave it to us because we haven't evolved as people yet. Okay. And there is going to be um, a performance edition that shaved off a little bit of the zero to sixty time. Right. Um, you can still get it, but you have to know a guy. Okay. They have buttons on the doors. There's no you can. You can have keys, but you don't need them. No, and I don't use a key. I use my phone. It, they have actuated doors. So for the, the unbeknownst, yeah. um, that means you don't need a key. And do yeah. you know why? Tell me. Because number six says that Ford makes your phone the key. Because yeah. if you have a Mach-E, especially a GT, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you have a cell phone. Yeah. And they'd make the key. <laughs> a smartphone. It, that too. And they put it into the key. And you can do stuff from the key. Like um, you can unlock it and lock yep. it. And then you can roll the windows I down. can actually do that from here. Sitting right here, I could start unlock and lock my phone. From sitting here in the Our Auto Expert studio. I would 
get fired from my job. So inside of the car, there's a giant 15 and a half inch vertical screen. Yeah. You can control the world. Yeah. There's so much in <laughs> Launch there. missiles. You can. And depending on where you go, Nick, there's over 100,000 miles of approved road that your your Mach-E will it'll engage co-pilot. Yeah, and, and Blue it'll Cruise. bring up stuff. Blue Cruise. And, and so can, I can take my hands off the wheel and my feet off of the pedals and my car will drive for me. And we can play Uno in the car. <laughs> Um, not, not uh, by the way, not uh, endorsed by our auto expert or Ford. Mm-mm. Don't play Uno. Uh, there's a self-parking button. Yeah. You can touch it, and it the car asks, where are we trying to park? And you say, in a tight little spot, and it'll say, okay, and it gets skinny and gets in there. <laughs> like the uh, night bus in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, this car, it's this. so this is, it's hard to prove. This one, this last one, is this touched me emotionally because you don't, you don't really, this one's like hard to objectively put a finger on, but there's something going on with the car because yeah. I did my research, I sat in it a whole bunch, I got the essence of the car through osmosis, you know, Nick? And there's something, like the, the, the modes in the car, it really it really makes this thing like learn how you drive. So the engage one, it, it, it hangs out in like an ambient blue calming light. Yeah. And then when the, the whisper mode, it's mm-hmm. like a gradual acceleration, like you're waking up a little bit more, you got stuff to do. There's a blue ambient light. And then there's the chaotic unbridled that goes in the fast race car mode. It goes, it, it changes the lights to an orange. Yeah. And it makes it more aggressive, like it got the power of the infinity stones. Yeah. And it makes you go way extra fast. I drive an unbridled. And then there's another mode where you can go into... Um super unbridled i can't remember what it's called but you can take you know you can go crazy and turn the one pedal off and do that but the car learns you yeah it learn. It, it that's the part that's the magic part yeah it just knows like when you start getting in it yeah it just it knows which one that you want to do yeah yeah it, it's adaptive to humans. absolutely um it and apparently it also learns how much you use and then learns how much charge you use mine actually only because i have the performance package only goes uh up to about 235 miles right now but they said that battery level will charge charge will change as it learns how how i use my power yeah well isn't that something yeah i'm impressed by it i have an extra bonus one okay go uh there's a there's a second a, a double secret version that um that they made but there's absolutely no chance that any of us will ever get to sit in it oh it's the mock g egt the um uh oh the 1400 Oh, and yeah. it, it looks like it's from the Fast and Furious in the future. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary and necessary at the same time. It's the one that does like crazy zero to 60 mile an hour times of like one second or something silly. At a standstill, it's faster than most cars. <laughs> That's how it is. S- sit there all the rest of the day. I want you to sit there the rest of the day and try and work that out. Yeah, you do at the At the math. standstill, it goes faster than most cars. See? Now work it out. I'm telling you, what are this, we talking car, about? this car is something else. Yeah. It's got the power of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, and now the, the power of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, because when you go into Unbridled, that's when you get the last stone, and now you have the power of the multiverse. Oh. Multiverse. My head hurts a lot <laughs> now. That's, there's, I have so much, there's so much going on with the Mach-E, especially the GT, the one that you got, because there's so much more in it. And Do you know so I have my buttons. GT, and the official drive day is Monday for all the journalists, so no journalist has got to drive it yet. They all get to drive it Monday. I don't want anyone else to have it. No, they're not going to drive it until Monday. All right, more Our Auto Expert on the way. Stand by. We're going to be talking to someone from Ford about the brand-new Expedition, Sam, for instance. 
You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. All right, Our Auto Expert is where you'll find us on TikTok. You can also start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all on OurAutoExpert.com. Automatic Andy is here with Truck Girl Jen. Uh, We're live in the studio. I am Nick Miles. Now, um, interestingly enough, reading the fact that uh, millennials uh, now account for the fastest growing demographic in the full-size SUV segment, uh, and that means that uh, everybody who is bringing out large SUVs, of course, is making sure that millennials are well catered to. And uh, the 2022 Ford Expedition is uh, set for the modern family needs, including bringing out a new Timberline a series of the vehicle. And to make sure that we uh, ma- educate everybody, I guess is the best way about the new uh, Ford Expedition. We asked uh, Sam Lucretio to come on from Ford. He is the public relations uh, man who deals with everything Expedition. So Sam, let's uh, let's ask you a question first of all. Uh, how often does the Expedition get renewed? How often do you come up with a new version of the Expedition? Well, I'll tell you what, Nick, it's great to be here with you guys, by the way. Um, very excited to talk about this, what I think is going to be my future vehicle. I can be off the clock. I don't have to do PR on a Saturday, right. so I'm telling you I'm going to get this Timberline right. Now, um, so SUVs right now are accounting for about 50% of all our vehicle sales, and the pinnacle of Ford's SUVs is our flagship, right, the Expedition. So in the last three years, okay, we redesigned back in 18 to your point. So sales and manufacturing have both grown to keep up with demand. So we've seen about a triple effect in the last three years for us in market share on Expedition alone. That's with, as you well know, all the competition that comes in, which you noted. Everybody and their brother is doing two things, developing SUVs and trying to find the elusive millennial. Yeah. Sounds like a uh, Wild Kingdom kind of show, right? right. Um, but what we're finding, because of the pandemic, and because the millennials are starting to grow their families, they need bigger vehicles. And they like to go uh, and do vacations now, not necessarily in the traditional way, and that means getting up and going on the road. So the Timberline, which is my fave, is more suited for a little bit more of that off-road. Now, granted, you're not going to be taking it, you know, with a Bronco at the, to the same level. However, there's going to be situations where this vehicle is allowing you to get a bit more off the grid to do those things with your family. Maybe it's a favorite fishing spot. Maybe it's a camping spot. Or maybe you're somebody like me who has three kids, one of which, the latter, is 14 years old. She swims. She's in soccer. You never know what the contingent of your vehicle is going to be on a carpool, right? right? You need flexibility. And I live in Michigan. Well, Heather, not a fan, okay? <laughs> so in the winter months, <laughs> and I've lived here all my life, dude. So, I, I you know, I, I know what I'm preaching, but, you know, I've lived here. This vehicle has got to be mine. It's got the clearance. It's got the skid plate at the bottom from Raptor for some extra heavy-duty uh, action if, if you are off-road. So it's my fave, man. And I think I think based on the trends that we're seeing, particularly with Expedition and most recently with Explorer, um, it's a hot market, and we're offering as many opportunities for folks to get variety as possible. In Expedition, um, we've got not only Timberline, but you've got a Stealth, 
which, you know, touts 440 horsepower, a little bit more sleeker in design, looking a little bit more performance-oriented if you're into that. So you got Timberline, and then you got the Platinum. Yeah, no, I, I have to tell you that when it comes to large SUVs, Timberline's always been at the top of my, I mean, the uh, the Expedition's always been at the top of my list, purely because uh, the the luxury versions of these vehicles that are that size, I mean, I have five dogs, and I, I don't ever want to put them in those because you're always worried about them ripping the leather, or uh, again, I like to get muddy and, uh, and have a good time with them and not worry about uh, having to clean them out. Plus, if you want to go those places, it's interesting to see that there was sort of this back off of large vehicles vehicles uh, maybe four or five years ago everybody was trying to get smaller 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 and regardless of the the increasing increasing gas prices America just seems to love their large vehicles I and mean, we have a passion for big vehicles and it doesn't really matter how, how much gas is we still get excited about them but Ford is sort of making a balance between them you're managing to find ways to allow us to have those large vehicles but still have things like EcoBoost engines to to make it sensible for fuel economy and bring the size of the engine down to a moderate size, uh, but still give us the power we can we need to to be able to drive these vehicles. Well, it's an excellent point, and I also think you know way back when when we said, "Hey, we're going to focus more on the SUVs and the trucks," and there was this gasp, right? It was like, "Well, well, well wait a minute, what happened to the passenger cars?" Well. You got to go where the demand is, and if if millennials, which are you know obviously the younger end of the scale versus someone like myself, um, if if they're looking to expand their family and needing that room in a vehicle that expands with them, plus want to doing the activities outside that uh, maybe they weren't doing two years ago, this is the place to be. Yeah, and you manage to keep the horsepower up as well uh, with the with yeah, the engines. Exactly, and and you know you're getting you're getting the power when you need it. So we talked about stealth, and certainly it has that capability. Um, but you're not lacking in Timberline at all because you're getting 440 there too. So and the ability to tow. So it, it, it's a best of all worlds, if you will. I started out with the theme of three, you know, and and I think having three of these unique models under that umbrella, uh, and, and seeing the growth that we have, I think we're. Uh, we're primed for a trifecta, if I will. Now, um, everybody on the show knows I just took delivery about uh, 10 days ago of my brand new Ford GT, uh, my Ford Mark E GT, um, which has Blue Cruise, and this will also be eligible for Blue Cruise, right? Correct. Platinum Series will have that. And, and I got to say, I'm not an engineer and I don't play one on TV, but I could tell you from personal experience what I had. Um, in, you, in trying it out on Mach-E as well as on the F-150 and its ability to stay in lane, you know, even though those two vehicles have different sizes, the ability of those vehicles to read those lanes and really make that adjustment, again, particularly in Michigan where the roads are not pristine and you've got construction, so lanes are changing as within miles, the ability of that system to keep you on track and to get a guy my age to take his hands off the wheel <laughs> that's that's a statement in and of itself. Right. Uh, technology is something that millennials are, are, are screaming out for. Well, we all are. I mean, nobody wants to buy a vehicle um, that is is under under teched, but um, you don't need to over tech it either. I mean, we've seen this with some companies like Mercedes with the JD Power and Associates, um, you know, appeals awards and the and the technology. They get downranked, even though they have probably some of the most advanced technology. If you can't use it, if you can't understand it, it gets downgraded. So, how have you approached that in the new? Expedition. 
Well, and I think I think utilization of some of the larger screens. It sounds very simple to say, but your ability and your to not be distracted by the technology by worrying what do I have to do next, and the ability to get to a screen that allows you clear and noticeable ways of either warnings in the case of blue cruise if, if you're not paying attention or in the case of you want to simply use the nav system and you don't have to squint to do it uh you know we're also used to looking at our phones and yeah phones have gotten bigger but they've also gotten in with ipads and things of that nature so you've got to follow suit with what people are used to in their day-to-day life and Simplicity is the key. You were noting some of the, the manufacturers before. It's technology for tech's sake. Look, I can be first. I can put this out first. That's great and good. But if the if the public doesn't understand it, your point's mute. Right, and you've you've included big screens. You've included a lot of uh, stuff that's actually usable, like off-road displays, right? Exactly, and and you know even even the the, the definition you get from the rear cameras. Uh, and what's your ability to see and how those even how those even wash themselves in inclement weather to be able to see clearly stuff you don't even think about. But if I'm backing up in a, you know, and I got mud all over my brand new Timberline, that comes yeah. in handy. So tell me, uh, Sam, when are consumers able to get into one, to test drive it? What is the available, you know, obviously chips are at the head of everybody's uh, car purchase uh, thinking. Uh, is is this going to be in market and available? Do we need to pre-order? And where are we going to start with pricing? Uh, you'll probably see it uh, for sale in the first quarter of 22. Um, you know, the chip situation, gosh, uh, boy, I would be in a pay grade much higher, my friend, if I could figure that one out. But it's a very dynamic situation, and it's evolving. Uh, but the plan is that this will be out in the first quarter of 22. Right. And um, we're hoping that uh, by then this should be on the downside. Uh, we should be seeing at least by March it should be over. That's the thinking right now. Um, do we have pricing or are we expecting to see that sometime in the new year? You will probably see that in the new year. All right. Uh, are you suggesting people uh, do a reservation online now or uh, we wait until, uh, until it arrives at dealerships? No, I would, uh, you know, the salesman, as me said, don't don't wait, don't hesitate. Get to that lot, Happy Sam's car lot now. Uh, right. I would say, based on everything that you noted, uh, if, if there's an interest, you know, definitely try and get online, try and get with your dealer, find out availability, get uh, to be the first on your block for it if it's something of interest. Because, again, you know, you noted quite really that uh, supply and demand, Right. It is in flux right now. Absolutely. All right, Sam. Uh, good to talk to you. Right, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I hope uh, we'll get to drive it sometime in the new year as well. And I love uh, the look of the Timberline one. Uh, the new front end as well. I have to mention that, that uh, the new design makes me feel much more excited about it. It still was uh, one of my favorites, but uh, the new design is absolutely fresh and uh, very styling, especially in that dark green, uh, the Timberline color as well. Yes. Yeah, you did a good I job. I love that color, too. That's what sold me. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Did a good job. Uh, Sam is the guy in charge of the uh, marketing there yeah. for the promotion for the expedition. Go check it out online. You can see it at ourautoexpert.com. You can see it at Ford's website. And if you have interest, uh, I would also do the reservation process because that is the way to guarantee getting one of the first. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Over 12,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more have uh, streamed it online. Our Auto Expert joined those happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automated news daily from OurAutoExpert.com. Uh, joining us is uh, Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jen. Uh, we've been talking an awful lot about uh, Ford today, my mm-hmm. brand new Ford Mark E GT. We've been talking about the Maverick uh, press drive that I went on. Uh, we just got a chance to talk about the new Expedition with Sam. And uh, now talking about production from Ford, joining us on the phone is Greg Christensen. He is uh, from uh, Ford, and Ford made a huge announcement last week. Uh, they are going to be building a brand new city in Nashville um, or the Nashville area. Uh, so, Greg, w- I'm not going to steal your thunder. Uh, just give us the give us the round robin of uh, of the Ford announcement. Yeah, thanks for having me on uh, today. So, we made the announcement. We were down in uh, near Memphis. In fact, um, the site is in between Nashville and Memphis, uh, about 45 minutes uh, northeast of Memphis, and, and in that location, we've announced Blue Oval City, which is going to be a uh, consist of a new assembly plant to build electric vehicles and a companion battery plant, 43 gigawatt hours for those of listeners and and those that know about uh, how we kind of scope and capacitize uh, battery plants. And then in addition to that, we announced uh, a battery park in Kentucky that will consist of two battery plants uh, totaling 86 gigawatt hours. So it was a a huge day on, uh, on Tuesday, both in Tennessee and in Kentucky. So I have questions. I mean, I'm sure everyone has tons and tons of questions. Um, you know, we, we, it's sort of been called the Blue Oval City. Uh, is, is, it, is it industrial or does it involve residents? Uh, is, is it sort of just an industrial city or does it involve sort of communities as well? Well, it's certainly going to um, include both. I think certainly it's going to you know, produce vehicles and batteries. Um, part of the announcement, of course, um, was also training and development in partnership with the state and local communities. And we're just starting um, that outreach, uh, certainly. You know, we, this, this announcement was kept fairly quiet as we were working through the details. But uh, Governor Lee from Tennessee announced um, on Tuesday that the, the state was uh, collaborating with Ford Motor Company and developing a training center that will be used to train the next generation of workers for the site and also serve the community. Um, In addition to that, we've also talked a lot over the last two weeks about closed-loop recycling, and we have a partnership with Redwood Materials, um, and we we intend to put recycling operations um, as well a part of that city. So um, it's certainly going to evolve and grow over time. Um, but it will knit uh, certainly community and uh, traditional, you know, manufacturing of vehicles and parts and and the like um, as we as we develop the site. So when I think about these these sort of cities, these new manufacturing sites, I always think about um, incoming raw materials and outgoing uh, produced materials. And so why Kentucky and, and why, why uh, Memphis and why Nashville areas? Is it their location? I mean, obviously, you have to find mm. some, so you have to find land and you have to find uh, tax-worthy areas and, and governors who, who will allow you to build the cities. But uh, what about the geolocation? Why there? 
Yeah, no, it's a great point. You touched on uh, many important parts. Um, it does start with the physicals of the sites. Um, we are very intentional about the size and flexibility of the sites. Um, the Tennessee site is uh, 3,600 acres, uh, biggest site um, in Ford Motor Company, uh, certainly in North America. And for those that are familiar with the, the iconic Rouge site, three times the size wow. of the Rouge site, uh, a site that was developed has been under development uh, from the government's point of view for, for a number of years. Um, and, and likewise, the Kentucky site, uh, also expansive in size. Um, so it began there. Um, certainly, our look is very comprehensive um, when it comes to labor availability and partnership and, and labor development, as I just mentioned. Um, proximity to supply base and making sure that we have connectivity with that was also critical. So it is um, several points, and it's very you know um, comprehensive in our in our approach to selecting these particular locations. You know, uh, Greg, uh, but nice to meet you by the way, Automatic Andy over here to your left. Uh, I just wanted to say I wanted to give you guys your flowers because you know I've, I've, I'm new to the car world. I've seen all these car manufacturers try to figure out things like yeah. you know let's get to the race of what's the best intuitive infotainment center and digital. Let's 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 get that ready. But Ford's yep. over here, like you know what? Let's just build a whole city. Let's just make let's just make things from the ground up. What the digital dash will work itself out. We're gonna we're gonna make a city and do that big huge thing for the community. So well done, Ford. Yeah, it thank is, you. It is good. Um, and and also the you know, I like the idea of uh, taking old um, mis you know disused areas too and refurbishing them as well because that's something else that you've done with Rouge and that's something you've else you've done with Correct. the train station down downtown in Detroit as well so it's a revitalization of, of areas as well um, this presumably is going to take a long long time to get done <laughs> um, well it is it is massive I mean we were uh talking to the president of SK and he was reminding us that the battery buildings, I mean, we, we have to remember the, the employment in the, in the battery space is, is significant. You know, we've announced 5,000 jobs to, for the two battery plants. Um, you know, they're, they're a kilometer long is what he described and they are significant in size. So these, these, uh, you know, you, you emphasize the green space. It's fantastic. We can do unique things there. Um, and then we have these great examples of transformation that you mentioned, the Rouge, we're doing the same with the e-transit. Um, so to be have this partnership, as we talked about earlier in the interview here, uh, with, with community, um, and then leaning into opportunities to, to do new green space projects, these cities that they are becoming, and, and transformations are um, an awesome part of this. And it's being fueled, quite frankly, by by customers. You know, we've, we've been really... Um, clear with what these new products have done for us from a customer um, uh, yeah. conquest base or, you know, an interest new to Ford. Yeah. Um, we, we've been saying that 70 to 80 percent of our reservations on the F-150 Lightning side, which we haven't started to produce yet, right. um, you know, are, are, um, are new to Ford. Yeah. And it is going to take a little while. I mean, because of their size and scope, you know, we, we've uh, been clear that by 2025, that's is when while. these sites are going to be um, coming up. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, we, we have the projects that we've described, you've mentioned, yeah. um, supporting lightning and, and transit and so forth. 
I'll tell you, I'm I'm absolutely excited about it. I could all, almost want to go down there and look at the site as well, uh, Greg. Greg Christensen uh, from the uh, North American, talking about the North American uh, EV footprint. Uh, he is the director of the uh, Blue Oval City. It's the brand new city that's coming together uh, from Ford. And we're super, super excited about the fact that uh, Ford is building this, uh, this new city um, in the southeast. There is a lot more to come. If you want to find out more, go to Ford's website and you can see some of the information there. More to come on our Auto Expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert. Where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with the truck girl, Jen, and automatic, Andy. Um, thanks, guys, for getting out of bed on the weekend to do a radio show. Uh, by the way, Jen, yeah. sorry, before oh, you Jen. even say anything, right. yeah. I just want to remind everyone how I got woken up today. So if real quickly, if no one's been to Nick's house, you can talk to it. It's a little <laughs> bit like Hogwarts in the uh, Avengers Tower. So this morning, wow, as there's I, a cross pollinization of it, superheroes. Sorry, it's just ahead. it's just like that. So I'm already up, like trying to get my stuff together. My, my you said stuff. Yeah. I know that's not what you didn't want to say. But no. Yep. And I hear over over the over the the intercom in the house, Andy. Get up! It's time to it's time to be an adult. Get up, buddy! And I'm like, this house is talking to me. I'm trying to snooze. I love it. It was awesome. It was honestly the best way to get woken up I've ever been in my life. You know, anybody with an Alexa can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that. Yeah, hey, that's say, how I'm almost say, to the show. You say, say Alexa announce, and Alexa will do it. You say Alexa announce. She says, "What would you like me to announce?" And you say what you would like her to announce, and she does it on every single Alexa in the house. It just can't. I just was watching a little YouTube video. And then there's Nick. Announcing. It's beautiful. Get your stuff together, team. Um, all right. So I am pretty excited. I think it's a couple of weeks away, but I'm going to go to Colorado to drive uh, the brand new Audi A3 and S3. Um, and uh, it's been a long time coming. But my pal over at uh, Audi, uh, we managed to get him back on the phone. So, Anthony, first of all, uh, what games are you playing on Xbox right now? We, we talked about that about two months ago, I think, when we did this last. And honestly, I haven't played since then. Like, I played no Xbox. And this is really bad because I'm so busy with work. I don't have time to play any games. We have COVID, I know. We have COVID going on, and you have this great big theater set up in your house, and you're not playing yeah. X- you, you failed, by the way. As a, as I a, know. I'm sitting up in my office upstairs working all the time instead. And... uh I, I don't know, but I did hear there's a new Call of Duty coming out next month, so maybe then I'll get back into it. Wait, there's a new Battlefield coming out, I think, October 24th, Battlefield 2024, which I'm really excited 2024. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got... Um, maybe heli- I need to switch franchises, huh? Yeah, I, well, I play Battlefield, <laughs> and I've got... Uh, it has helicopters in it, and it has robo-guns as well. You can have little drones that attack your... Uh, anyway... <laughs> All right, let's get back what? to the real world. Uh, just as space agey as that is the brand new uh, Audi A3, S3, and RS3. Um, how cool is this? So this is the this is sort of the baby of the Audi family, right? Sure, it's our it's our entry point to the Audi brand. Um, and so uh, you did say you'll be in Denver, so I'll see you in a week and a half. Yes, 
Um, I am going to be great. I am going to uh, come in and work my backside off, and then uh, and do some amazing <laughs> video of your new your new vehicle. You have you're offering three different flavors of this vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess well, depending on how you look at it, so you have an A3 four-wheel drive, an A3 Quattro, S3, which is Quattro, and then of course the RS3 is coming as well. RS3 um, so, beautiful. They, does everybody just want the RS3? Uh -huh. Is that what they want? Wait, so hold on, just 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 two seconds. So this is the entry level yeah. Audi. Yeah. Okay, everyone yes. else is going to have they're going to have to like step it up because this if so if I went to an out an Audi dealership and was like, "Hey, I've never owned one. Let me can I can I just get your your most popular your your entry level one? This is what I get." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's going to have to say If you say lot. most popular, they're going to put you into a Q5. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what we sell the most of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but either this way, is, this is what you would up. start. I mean, if you were coming in as a, to a sedan into into the Audi brand, mm -hmm. and it was your first Audi as a millennial or as a young parent, or yeah. maybe, I mean, it could be a baby, you know, it could be an empty nester, but th this is probably what you would come into the brand as your first yeah, Audi. Yeah, I mean, this or a Q3. Yeah. These are your two entry-level A-segment vehicles. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, everyone heavily pushes towards SUVs. But, again, the whole point of this, like, nice, compact, sporty sedan is something you can't argue with. And especially when you get to S3 so, and uh, RS3. And Anthony, these cars Anthony, are really fantastic. Hang on a second. Let me just explain it to Andy and Andy terms. Andy, this is a luxury single mom car. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Okay, it. got <laughs> it. Same page. And then you add the RS is for you know someone like okay. me, yeah, the so sassy that, racing okay. single mama. Yeah. So that's right. You don't need no man car. Got that's it. Right. No. Okay, understood. I mean, guys uh -huh. like this a lot, but no, a a Andy drives the same the same size of vehicle, but not a luxury vehicle. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't what I got for my entry level car. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I mean, so Nick, when you're there next week, so I spent the last two weeks with an S3. Yeah. Um, we just released it last week. A3 will be releasing shortly. Right. And um, dynamically, this car is really fantastic. Um, I went this past weekend. I went around the back roads for a couple hours and just really got to stretch it and push it. And it is so balanced, so dialed in. It's truly fantastic. And so A3, you have 201 horsepower. S3, you have 306. And RS3 will be 401. And so I Ooh. like having this 100 horsepower gap between the models because it nicely separates them and we can position them properly and equip them accordingly. And um, the A3 family setup is pretty perfect. So let me ask you this, this this question. I noticed every time that I read these uh, press releases, they always, the models, year to, you know, uh, refresh to refresh or, or re, you know, new models to new models, they always yep. get bigger. How much yep. how much bigger is this than the original A3? What? So when we, the original A3 was a hatchback, right? And then we went with the last generation to a sedan, and now we have the sedan again. Um, and so they grow, but we're talking, you know, inch or so. Um, when we went from the A3 hatchback to the sedan, it was the same size as what the A4 was when the A4 launched right. in the U.S. in the mid-'90s. So yeah. it, it is true. Everyone keeps growing and growing, but you look at the segment trends and you look at what the other competitors are doing, and everyone keeps growing a little bit. Um, and so – you don't want to be on the small side. You don't want to be on the too big side. You want to be right there in the sweet spot. And it's, so where we really hot. grew with this car is interior space, right? So the interior space, the back, like I had four of my friends, those four guys were all in the S3 and can fit comfortably. And yeah. that's important to be able to do that in an A-segment sedan. Your, your uh, LED lights are now standard on this vehicle. Yeah, so pretty much every, uh, every Audi at the moment, and it's been for a bit, has LED headlight standard. 
Um, and that is where we have no different variants of it. We have these matrix uh, LED headlights, which, of course, due to lighting regulations in the U.S., the matrix functionality is disabled, but you still have the hardware there and a little bit brighter lights that come with it. Um, but, um, yeah, lighting is, is really the key. And we have, you know, dynamic front turn signals, so your front turn signals will swipe, the rear turn signals swipe, um, and it just it looks really cool. They do great animations when you, you know, unlock and lock the car at night as well. When is America? Show for you. When is America going to get its act together and approve oh. all these technologies that are available in the rest of the world, but we don't approve them because we're too lazy to get our act together? <laughs> we are ah. we are pushing for it very much. Um, a lot of the you know German OEMs are, um, and uh, not as much comes from the American OEMs. They have the functionality, and so it's a fight to get this done. And we're working on it, and uh, hopefully, you know, in the next however many years, it's, it's impossible to tell. But it's something that, yes, it's a safety feature, and it's beneficial for everyone, and it's just a matter of getting the regulators to see it as well. I mean, you showed me, you know, this technology on the, uh, we saw this on the A6, A7 in that winery in, mm -hmm. in California, I don't know, five years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, it's for a long time we've had this, since, what, the, I think with the A8, where we had the Matrix back yeah. in 2010, where yeah. it started to be brought this in, and so... There's, it's been around for a long time. It keeps getting better and better. And uh, the, the regulation is you can only have four headlights, four lights on at a time, right? So you have like low beams and fog lights or low beams and high beams. And the fact is that these high beams are made up of all these little different LEDs inside. And so then they can turn on and off individual LEDs to, you know, curve around cars and not blind coming traffic. And then it looks like, you know, your lights are constantly going on and off and it like violates the, the, the antiquated regulation from the 70s. Uh. Um, if uh, we got time for probably uh, one and a half more questions, if there's sure. one thing that's going to make my mouth drop on this new family of cars, what is it? When we go drive and you go through the canyons in Colorado and you're in the S3 and you put in dynamic and you put the stability control in sport, you're going to have the most fun you've had in a long time. That sounded so specific, like you've done that 14 uh, times. Huh? At least. This yeah. is what I did last weekend for a while out here. <laughs> and, uh, really, uh, I said, all right, I'm, I'm still down. Dynamically, it's fantastic. That was down to the um, road, wasn't it's, it? It's, it's dialed in. It is perfect. It's neutral. It'll let the back slide around a bit, and the exhaust makes all the right noises. It gurgles, and it pops, and it's transmission's dialed in, too, dropping down the paddles, and Love it. It's what it's the fun part of. Uh, so it's not it's job. not the tech. It's not a piece of tech. It's it's the performance. For me, it's because all of our cars now are sharing similar like our top end technology. Right. Um, and so, what I really look for then is always like, how's the car drive? And this is where you get to the lighter, more compact cars, and it's essential. And that's something you really feel when you're throwing them around in the turns. And this is where this car is shining. All right. Uh, this is the half question. Can we sit together at dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yep. We did together dinner. Yeah, we will chat. We can. Uh, I especially want to. We can follow up after you drive it, and then right. at dinner we'll talk and see if you you say I was right. And if you're my real, I've friend, never lied to you, Nick. All right. If you're my real friend, you'll have an Xbox available for the evening. But we'll see how that goes. All right. <laughs> oh no. Anthony Anthony Garbus is is the, the the genius behind half of the uh, the technology stuff that we get to learn about here because he can relay it all to stupid people like me. Um, he is from Audi, and we're looking forward to driving the new A family in Colorado in a, in a week and a half so time. Uh, if you want to check him out, you can check him out at Audi's website. Uh, they will have all the information there. But we. 
he will tell you all about how incredible they are to drive, which uh, I will do in, in a week's, uh, just over a week's time, and we'll have a full report here on our Auto Expert. Anthony, I can't wait to spend some time with you and uh, discover, the new, yeah, discover the new A family. A, so there is an A3, an S3, and an RS3. That is the, uh, the new family. And, of course, you'll be able to see the TV segments uh, on your local TV station, wherever you might live. Uh, you know, Portland, it's Fox 12, it's Fox 5, San Diego, Fox 40, Sacramento, 59 in Indianapolis, WGN, wherever you might live. Those segments will be there. There's more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. This is our Auto Expert radio show. You'll find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Hey, our Auto Expert includes Automatic Andy and Truck Girl Jan. We're live in the studio. I'm Nick Miles. Well, uh, Andy, you, uh, you spent some time with the uh, Grand Wagoneer from Jeep. Uh, what do you think? There's there's so much that I have to say and there's so many so many things Nick. Yeah. And did you know that the last time we were graced on this earth by a grand wagoneer was 1991? Ah, oh, I wasn't alive. Yeah, I was alive just. Just barely. I had a it, count on my fingers. It was there was it was 28 years ago for the people who didn't want to do the math. All right. And in 1991 Nick did you know that you could get Amazon stock for $18? Oh, boom. Now it's worth 3200 and some change. Is so, it really? Yeah. God, I'm rich. So if you would have bought 32 shares yeah. or $576 worth of 91, yeah. you could now afford a Jeep Grand Wagoneer Series 3 loaded. <laughs> Ba-boom. Done. <laughs> Shakalaka. Um, there, this, is a, this is like a seven-parter in one, but this it's so good I didn't know how to classify it. Go. So there's a new thing. Jeep was like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna throw back to to the the the, um, the consumers. So they gave you some new um, standard services that everybody gets. You get five years of free dealership maintenance, uh, right. like oil changes and tire rotations, which add up and is super nice. A twenty four seven concierge support and roadside assistance service, right? And vehicle pickup and delivery if you need a loaner. I just thought as a consumer. Like, four years ago, I wouldn't have cared at all. But now that I have a car, that's pretty important. I like it. All right. Uh, there's a brand new updated Uconnect 5 multimedia system. It's cleaner, crisper, and easier. And from all the research I did, widely acknowledged as the best. Oh. There's a 19-speaker Macintosh sound system, Nick. And guess what, guess what Jeep did? Tell me. In all this land of technology that's in it they kept the aux cord huh so i can be the dj still and do all the music <laughs> i'd like to see you djing in a jeep grand wagon it's so big i can and then there's the there's a new thing called the available convenience group package which i think that's really funny that they called it that hmm. um but it adds a safety feature um that detects drowsy drivers and, and it has a digital rear view mirror that, that was so nice because normally when you're just looking in the back, you don't see a squirrel run. But in the digital view, you can see the squirrels. Ex extra safe. Do you know that I drove it in New York and when I was looking at my cell phone while I was sitting at a red light and uh, it, the, the car in front of me pulled away, it beeped at me? It did? Do you know when I came up to a red light camera... Um, at a traffic light, and I didn't know there was a red light camera. Um, it beeped at me to tell me there was a red light camera. Just beeped. It said beep beep. 
And you know what? That's awesome because you always get irritated when people go, <clears throat> Nick, <clears throat> go. <laughs> and I'd like to add into that, who always has to drive everybody everywhere? <laughs> oh, uh, so guess I, you what? could start letting me drive. Yeah, you can drive. I will. We'll go in your truck every week. No. Yeah. I, oh, there's the downfall. You can there sit in is. my truck. Yep. I'm cool with that. Okay. But I'd rather, you know, be in something I'm brand sure spanking you. I'm sure you would. Yeah. You could sit in the back. We should do okay. that. Okay. That would be fun. <laughs> okay. Can't <laughs> wait. Next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll be on the show. I sure we will record on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it doesn't sound so good now, does it? <laughs> it's okay. It's a radio Carry on, Andy. show. Sorry, Andy. No, no, it's fine. I that have cell phones to take pictures. <laughs> and did you, you guys, you guys sat in the same car I did, right? Yes. Did you guys know that there's a total of 75 inches of total screen in the car? <sighs> 75 inches. That's huge. That's a whole big screen TV just inside the car, not even on the outside. Screen space is phenomenal. There's so many screens. On the floor by your feet, there's one. Why do you need it there? Yeah. Because you do? Yeah. Because It's you can. huge. I told it's, you my favorite screen. Huge. We got three minutes left. Go. Okay. Then the favorite, there, and that segued into 10.25 inches of that, is only visible to the passenger. Front That's seat. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Jeep is the first to have the full Fire TV integration. You could get it like a roundabout way through third-party stuff, but this has it built into the machine. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> it, it has um, has four trims, Talk the faster. Wagoneer series, one, two, and three, and yep. an obsidian, and then the last one, it has a color called Diamond Black Crystal Pearl Coat. Oh, yeah. Extra Is that exotic. what we got? Yeah, we have that. That's because super exotic. I noticed that it was super exotic. I mean, that's um, a lot of word. Diamond black crystal pearl coat. What? Do you know yeah. I sat? Love it. I, yeah. I sat in a plane going to Florida the other day. Well, there's a shocker. You sat in a plane. Going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the end of the story. Well, it was for me. I sat in a plane going to Florida the other day, and uh, the guy who designed that vehicle got in the seat next to me. I would have asked him about that, the, the choice of name, because no, that's fun to say. He, he commented that he really thought my jacket was cool. And was saying that he thought he might design a car with the same colors as my jacket. You were the design motivation for diamond black crystal pearl coat Nick Miles. That was a completely other event where I was doing something else in a swimsuit. But I will oh give my. you that. Oh, <laughs> boy. Bet you there were seal noises happening. Oh! <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Glad I was not there. Uh, thank you very much, Andrew, for your uh, thoughts on the 2022 Jeep Grand Wagoneer and how delicious it was. 28 years since we've seen one. I have to say, it is delicious. We parked it next to a GMC Yukon outside the studio. Um, I purposely parked it in the space mm-hmm. next to the Yukon. Mm-hmm. We took a picture. It was and quite beautiful. I asked people on the Instagrams, uh, whether uh, on the on the Insta, as the kids would say. Yeah, that's I I asked the kids on the Imster which they thought was better. Um, I have to go look at the results. I didn't do an official poll or anything. I said, which do you prefer? No, it's a beautiful vehicle. I have a feeling, no shade to GMC, maybe a little, but it's going to be overly, overwhelmingly for the the Jeep. I don't think the uh, GMC Yukon is bad at all. I think it looks good. No, but the... if you look at the grills and the fascias, and I mean, it's completely modernized. Yeah, you know? I was trying to describe how the car looked. It looks trendy because Very. there's there's a lot of like brand that's, recognition. That's the on best it. you came there's out a, with is trendy. Well, yeah, well I, I came. I, out I ran out of vocab. Modern. You did. Yeah, I didn't. You ran out of vocab. I, there, I was trying to look for a word I could make. <laughs> the up. rapper Andy yeah. ran out of vocab. Well, I just like, automatic modern, Andy was mainstream. lost for words. There's a lot of brand recognition. <laughs> There's, it's all over the place. You know exactly what car that is. Yeah. 
And that's why yeah. I like. Do you know why uh, you know a Jeep has to earn its seven slack grill? Can I tell you something about that vehicle you may not know? Oh, we got an extra bonus one. Yeah, here mm -hmm. you want a bonus piece? Mm -hmm. It has a shark nose, which with the top of the uh, hood comes out further than the bottom of the grill. So what? it has a shark nose, like a shark, the top comes out further. Yeah. yeah Shut it down. Shut it down. All right, it's break time. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. You're listening to our Auto Expert Radio Show. You can find us on all the social medias, including Instagram, where we have 40,000 people daily who look at our beautiful pictures of cars and uh, pictures of the whole crew there. Just uh, go on Instagram, look at the pictures, like us, follow us, and also you can listen to the radio show at OurAutoExpert.com where every episode in the last number of years, I think 170 different podcasts available for you to listen to, as well as iHeartRadio and all the other Apple podcasts you can listen to all of those. Joining us is our friend Anton Wallman. He is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street or Seeking Alpha. Um, Anton just recently returned from Turkey. How did that go? How did your trip back from Turkey? Are you uh, Have you breathed out all of the smoke from Turkey out of your lungs? I have done that, but I'm not sure the trade-off is a net positive. Somehow I think I'd rather, uh, rather be there than uh, on these uh, other shores here. You would. Uh, so we just got some news in that uh, Tesla is now reporting 241,000 cars sold in Q3. That's a 73% year-over-year growth, but it may not all be as impressive as it sounds, right? Yeah, so I have two different perspectives here, Nick. I mean, clearly the automotive industry as a whole, when you look at all cars from all automakers, uh, you know, showing any growth at all is fantastic for Tesla. 73% is a fantastic number. The automotive industry, right, that isn't growing at all. In fact, it's shrinking as we speak because of these various component shortages in particular. However, if you compare 73% growth with the growth specifically among electric vehicles, any car with a plug, 73% uh, is actually not a good number, Nick. And the reason is that all the other automakers as a whole are growing their EV businesses faster than 70%. So in other words, Tesla is losing EV market share, even though it is obviously gaining solid market share uh, compared to the automotive industry as a whole. That's what's going on. So interestingly enough, how do you equate that to uh, how much are they losing their market share or how much are they losing? How much are other people outgrowing them? Are we able to do the math of that or is it too hard? To yeah, so here's the thing. So uh, the overall numbers for all the automakers in all regions are lagging a little bit. Usually by now we would have the August numbers from all. We don't even have that yet. We should have had that a few days ago, but we don't. Uh, so we certainly don't have September yet. They're a few weeks away. So all we have are the numbers through the month of July. I mean, I'm talking about the absolutely certain numbers where we can't you know, say that there's any chance of them being wrong. And the industry as a whole grew the EV business 154% this year, the first seven months of 2021 compared to the first seven months of 2020. Tesla at that time grew far slower than that, about half. And now they're growing again, Tesla at 73%. Now, I believe that the overall industry uh, had a slowing growth rate in the third quarter. So the industry probably didn't grow 
nearly like 154% or anything like it in the third quarter. But I also believe it probably wasn't as little as 73%. So bottom line is I think Tesla's 73% number really did not um, you know, help Tesla all that much in the EV part of the market where the all of the cumulative competition continue to gain market share vis-a-vis Tesla. Now, there's a lot of new cars starting to be delivered now. You know, like the, the Ford Mark EGT and a bunch of other vehicles are starting to get delivered. But uh, the, initially, the first numbers from September look terrible for most automakers, especially in the United States. Look, if you're looking at all the cars sold, you know, all types, clearly the numbers are horrible pretty much across the world. And that's because the global component shortage is just that. It's global. And you can't make... Uh, produce the cars for which there is demand and there are not enough semiconductors in particular but also other raw materials that are missing in short supply or otherwise problematic at the moment in terms of the supply chain so uh, clearly uh, the industry as a whole is faring very very poorly right now however inside that large envelope um, their EV businesses are growing very handily rough number it's essentially doubling year over year maybe slightly better than doubling year over year. So growing an EV-only business at 73% simply means that you're losing market share in that corner of the market. There are a lot of uh, problems with supply. I mean, we can go around the world and pick any almost any country and they have huge issues. The UK don't have enough delivery drivers. They don't get in gas to gas stations. There's no gas shortage. They just don't have delivery drivers. You know, rubber is in short supply. It's not just because of one thing. It's 10 different things. So tires are not getting to tire manufacturers. I mean, I know that Pirelli are trying to uh, put tires on race cars right now and the race teams can't even get tires so they can't race uh, or they can't practice racing because they don't have tires. I mean, there is just a, an overall shortage of absolutely everything around the world. And it's not just because of one thing. It's multiple things. So is the chip crisis just the, the, the edge of the, the, the tip of the iceberg? Is there a lot of other things that could hold up production of vehicles around the world? There's everything, Nick. I mean, I was in Moscow, Russia, Moscow, Soviet Union at the time. And September of 1990 stood in bread lines. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had, you know, history, uh, history in this world in a lot of places of shortages, either because there's too many, too much money chasing, chasing too few goods, or there is simply not enough production of whatever uh, that could clear the market. And uh, we're seeing it right now. We haven't seen it in the Western world in this way since, uh, frankly, those uh, oil embargo and shortages in 19. 19- 73 and 1979. So it is not in the living memory of essentially half the population at this point, the sort of stuff that is going on. I mean, people are it's like taking an insect from the tropics and putting him in Alaska in the winter. He doesn't know what to do with this environment. And uh, right now, this is causing some really uh, big troubles on, in the multiple industries. I mean, I can give you an example of home builders in Sweden that simply can't get enough cement because the Swedish government, you know, banned essentially the only cement factory in the country. I mean, there are all sorts of crazy things that are going on on so many levels right now that I think it's frankly going to get worse for the next year. Is there uh, any end in sight? Because automakers are still doing uh, events. They're still launching new vehicles. We saw the unveiling of the new Jeep plug-in uh, hybrid 
two-row Cherokee. We saw the new uh, two-row Cherokee revealed this week. Uh, you know, ride and drives are happening. Ford uh, had their Maverick this week. Uh, those sort of things. The these are all still happening, so these companies are still launching their new vehicles, but are they going to have the raw materials to produce them? Yeah, well, this is a situation, Nick, where in most cases, this is not like a black and white issue where supplies go to from you know perfect supply to zero. We're going to a place where we have these shortages from anything from electricity to rubber to cement to steel to you go down the list, semiconductors, and the supplies don't go down to zero. They go down by something to the point where whatever discounts that you were hoping to get, for example, at your local uh, auto dealer are, first of all, the discounts are out the window. Now the question just becomes, how much of a premium do you have to pay to get delivery of vehicles such and such? So do you have to pay out $2,000 over sticker? Do you have to pay $5,000 over sticker? Uh, you know, we, this is what some people call it inflation. Inflation is really just the increase in the quantity of money, but it is um, it, it, it manifests itself in terms of price increases. But price increases can also be led not only by an increase in the quantity of money, but also with a reduction in supply of the goods. And now we're facing the double whammy of both happening. The government is printing out a record amount of money, while at the same time we are having these actual uh, shortages of raw materials and components. So this is like a almost a perfect storm, Nick. And I, it, this is not going to get better over the next few months. I mean, I think there's a lot more pain from this coming over the next year until we see any hope of a turnaround. Does it just encourage bad behavior from dealers, uh, you know, selling cars from under people and, and driving prices higher of, of used cars? Well, I don't think that's bad behavior, Nick. I think this is just uh, responding to realities. I mean, if there's more demand than supply for something, then prices are going to go up. They're going to go up on new vehicles and that discounts are out the window and you pay a premium instead. And used car prices are going up and up and up. I've seen that now for essentially 12 to 14 months in a row. It started in the middle of last summer, about July or so of 2020. And it's continued almost unabated since then, but used car prices up 20, 25%, almost 30% in some cases year over year, which is crazy. But it's not completely crazy because it reflects the reality of supply and demand. And, you know, this is just, you know, too much money chasing too few goods. Um, do you think that it's going to give new leases of life for companies like Tesla who have uh, huge amounts of uh, stock to sell or huge amounts of cars that they could sell in places like China? They can ship them to the United States or ship them to Europe uh, where there's a shortage um, but and, and they seem to have extra vehicles to sell? To the extent that you can get enough raw materials and components to produce something in this environment, you are going to do better than those who are disproportionately impacted by a shortage of rubber, steel, semiconductors, plastics, uh, seat materials, and everything else. Yeah. So I don't know to what extent that Tesla is going to have an advantage of that in the coming months compared right. to the other automakers. But if they do, then the answer to your question is yes. Then they will be able to capitalize on it. Right. But I can't say for sure that Tesla will be in that position and to what extent that is going to differ much from you know most of the other automakers. But right. 
any automakers that can do it, they will do well. Right. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. You could re- read the majority of his stuff at the street and at Seeking Alpha. He is probably the most well-informed person as far as it comes to electric cars, especially around the world, autonomy, and, of course, the automotive industry. Uh, you can also listen to Anton on our show and the previous episodes of our show. You'll find them all at ourautoexpert.com. If you scroll down to the bottom of the screen, you can see the podcast button. You can press that and then go listen to Anton's uh, analysts analyzation of the previous episodes of our show. There's more show on the way. Got some great news stories for you coming up. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 15,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream OAE. Join the happy listeners by iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. This is our Auto Expert radio show where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, I will also tell you running your own business requires a lot of running around from bookkeeping to client meetings. You run it all. By the time you need to hire someone, you've run out of energy. Likely with uh, Indeed, your instant match is immediate and you receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed uh, Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. Uh, All you have to do is... uh, Go to uh, visit indeed.com slash credit to learn more. That's the way to do it. All right. I had a bunch of really cool news stories that I came across this week I thought were absolutely uh, hilarious. Fall is definitely in the air as folks in the uh, northern uh, latitudes are beginning their annual preparations for winter. And, of course, we mean all human beings. At least one extremely busy squirrel in North Dakota is determined to survive the worst winter and possibly winters in the next several years thanks to uh, amassing a huge harvest of of walnuts totaling over 150 pounds of walnuts and they're all stashed in the Chevy Avalanche of this poor guy who owns the Chevy Avalanche. He found the nuts under the hood stored in the vehicle all over but uh, the squirrel was determined to go to the next level. Bill Fisher is the owner of this Chevy and according to uh, his, you know, his stash. This squirrel could have survived. He weighed them all uh, for several years. Uh, this was their pictures were in the actual uh, the Grand Forks Herald, and the walnut extravaganza happened just a few days ago. Uh, Fisher shared the plethora of images on Facebook, showing no less than 42 gallons of walnuts pulled from the truck, and they were everywhere. In fact, the entire front clip had to be reassembled and removed initially, removing all the walnuts from fenders, bumpers, everywhere around the engine. And apparently it was hard work just for the squirrel to get them in there. And then he had to disassemble everything just to get them out. You don't want to start it with walnuts in there. No, that's like that's like the squirrel equivalent of like uh, end of the world hoarding. Yeah. And getting all those those uh, those nuts in there. That's a lot, man. Yeah. That's more than I weigh. I'm telling you, Chevy <laughs> is... is, is <laughs> <laughs> Chevrolet is going to miss out it's on a, a whole bunch right of money <laughs> if they don't make a Chevy walnut edition right uh, now. That would be hilarious. They need to make some kind of walnut trim uh, red, or walnut something. Red walnut edition for yeah. the red squirrel. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, ditching traditional homes for life on the road is certainly popular with people these days, but living in a 25-year-old conversion van on New York City streets, well, it doesn't sound uh, like uh, too appealing, especially when the van isn't even registered properly. In that case, uh, these vans have been towed. Seven of them actually were reported as Airbnb rentals on New York City streets. What? Uh, yeah, unregistered <coughs> vans were towed by the sheriff's department there, um, and they were being used as Airbnb. So people were actually renting them, and they weren't properly registered. Can you imagine? I can't imagine going to New York City and renting a place and finding out it was an Airbnb van. I know. I mean, you should be able to work. I've rented some. I will never rent Airbnb again. I've rented a horrible place in San Diego. I will never rent Airbnb again. I just go to hotels. I had a bad experience. Won't do it again. First thing that pops in my head is like a white van that says, ha ha, we got candy. You know, welcome. Yeah, but, that's but scary. I will never go to somewhere unless someone I know has stayed there. I just, I just had bad experiences. <laughs> well, have, did you go to uh, Reynolds by owner? No, I just oh. uh, hotels. You know, at least hotels. Uh, I have a, um, a membership with a big hotel chain, mm-hmm. and you know, you could call them. Yes. they'll fix it. Like an Airbnb, it's we went in this place and the floor was saggy, and we didn't. We were nice. A friend of ours got us a hotel room. We didn't say anything. And after the, there's a, a limit where you can talk about it. We canceled. We moved out. We did yep. everything. And, and after the 30 days when you can't do anything about it, they left a scathing report about us. Wow. And we didn't say anything about their place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the because we canceled. They said we had bad communication, and this. And we didn't say anything about their place. We just said this is not what we want. We canceled. We yeah. left. You know, and they uh, said, uh, yeah, anyway. But Airbnb, vans on the street of New York City being used as Airbnb. I couldn't imagine. I would almost laugh even if that happened to me because I've been to New York a couple times and I couldn't imagine, like, I, I just remember how tired I was and you, it's like a 47-hour flight <laughs> and you yeah. get off at the air, you're like, you're already irritated. There's people breathing on you and you're like, yes, I'm just going to go rest and go to my Airbnb. And you take a left and you see you pick a van. That's what you get. <laughs> that's Air your RV. Yeah, that's it. How could you RV. not know? You get pictures of it. You have to contact someone for the keys. When you walk up to a van, how could you not know that before you get there? Is there a secret like, yeah. is there like a, a, a double one or something? Meet meet Bob on the corner and he'll give you your keys and walk you. I mean, you, at yeah, some what? point you have to be able to work out before you get there, you're renting a van. And it's not registered. I mean, I, I, I don't know how they work how they didn't do this anyway apparently it's not illegal to rent vans on the street but uh, the they towed them because they weren't registered I, i'm just telling you there's uh, there's baggage there there's a whole lot of things i could talk about but yeah um, uh, i'm not sure i want to rent a van and i mean if you want to go stay in new york city i get it traveling into the city if you have to stay outside the city is a pain in the backside and don't ever drive into the city that is a huge mistake and taking the subway um, it scares the living yeah. something out of me. You know, it's just not a place I want to go. Well, I oh, New York's I, amazing. It, it is beautiful. The only thing I don't understand is uh, I don't see a hundred percent of the complaint because the room you get in the van is probably more than what the you the would hotel get room. in the hotel. <laughs> so, That's why it's so appealing. Yeah, and know. in your hotel, you can't just get up and get a taco. So I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's. There's. Lots of things that there's pluses and minuses. All right. Uh, Our Auto Expert online at ourautoexpert.com. 
You can go see uh, everything you want to see about us there, probably more than you want to see about us there. Now you can scroll <laughs> yeah. down the bottom, subscribe to the podcast. If you do that, you will be pleasantly surprised at 170 shows you can listen to. Please do it. Please be our friend. Please send us messages. Oh, why would you? Don't bother. Um, oh. We'll be back again next week at the same time to refresh your mind with a bunch of stuff you don't actually need in it. Until then, uh, wh what do you mean? Why are you laughing? Nobody needs this. Yes, they do. Oh, no, they, they need don't. It. Everybody needs a little Nick and Jen and Andy in their lives. We've no. we've sold hey. inadvertently three thousand cars by just by the top ten lists. Really? Mm -hmm. You are hopeful. Yeah, oh, I'm you are hopeful. Sure. There, there is a guy in Gresham right now that has bought a Dodge after listening to this show, a nineteen fifty four something. Yeah, I just compared a car equivocal to the Infinity. Equivocal. There's like three people that wouldn't buy. Hey, right. I have one supporter in Canada. See? Yeah, they even posted on Podbean. Are they listening to the show? See? Yeah. Can oh, Canadian that's the guy person? that wanted to marry you. He did not want to marry me. Well, he he just said I was cool. Don't be so humble. <laughs> he wanted to marry you. Till next time. He's 94. <laughs> he likes Jen. He's our one listener. See you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.